How's it going, everybody? Luke Buckley here, along with the brains behind the show, Joe Marino. Uh, another episode, 12th episode of the season, uh, Cautiously Optimistic Podcast. Thank you very much for tuning in. Another, our second straight post-game edition. We are recording this. We just hit record at 10.43 in the evening, so the game ended about 10 minutes ago. Uh, Sabres, hold on to beat the Jets 3-2, though. It was... They firmly controlled uh, this game and are now, we won't keep you waiting, two points behind the Pittsburgh Penguins uh, for the final wildcard spot. They've both played the same amount of games, uh, but uh, have to take a look at the tiebreaker. If it comes down to win percentage or just flat out wins, uh, well, ROWs at least. Pittsburgh has. Yeah, I think, it, I think it's still ROW is the tiebreaker. Yeah. But I think the Penguins have gone to overtime like five five of their last six, something like that. They so, lost to the Capitals today in overtime. Yeah. Uh, and Tristan Jari is injured too. So that's right. That's right. I don't know the severity, but depending on how long he's out, they might be done in a hurry here. So, and he was injured uh, in the Winter Classic. So that's, that's been a while. Yeah. Uh, that, He's been out, but Sabres are are on a roll, uh, to say the least. Um, well, if you recall, our last episode was after that Blackhawks game where they choked, and if there were like five more minutes left in this game, that there might have been a similar fate. But they, for the most part, completely dominated the Jets. Like I was a little worried for a bit here, but Connor Hellebuck really made it close. Like that game should have been a blowout, out, but. Very, very nice showing by the Sabres it, this whole week, even ever since the Blackhawks game. I guess you can call it like call it a wake up call, right? Like, yeah, they have yeah. been like a completely different team. And they've I... they've had their ups and downs. And mm-hmm. hopefully this is what they are. And, you know, they're like you said, they're two points out of a playoff spot. Like this is a race at this point. We're over 50 games into the season now. This isn't like late October. I'm like, oh man, they're they're there. Like, no, they are there. Right. You have to think if the season started today and there was only uh, 34 games in the season, if you spot Pittsburgh two points to start the year, would you feel confident that the Sabres can uh, outpace the Penguins? And uh, I think they can. I'd take that. Absolutely. I think, you know, they've got the the young team here. And I think that they're going to really go for it down the stretch here. I think they're going to make the playoffs. I'm, I'm putting the flag into the ground right now. I think they're making it. I I do too. And I, I, I'm changing my stance on this so often, but yeah, me too. Yeah. But it, it's just, uh, I, I, I really feel if you catch fire like this, it, this is the perfect time to, to right. get your legs underneath you. Cause there's going to be teams that are breaking down down the stretch, especially the older teams uh, like Pittsburgh and, and like Washington. Mm-hmm. Um, so, uh, and especially since Washington and, and Pittsburgh, they can't, they're, they're, they're too into the race uh, to like do proper load management for Crosby yeah. and Malkin and Ovechkin. So they're going to have to go the rest of the way. Uh, can they keep that pace? I don't know. I just think the Sabres, they, they're starting to, gain attention around the league 
Absolutely. Uh, and they clearly uh, uh, made their adjustments against the uh, Jets this time. Uh, it's hard to sweep anybody in this league is what I've mm-hmm. discovered this season. Yeah. And the they faced the Jets like two or three weeks ago at this point, but it hasn't been that long. I thought they should have won that game too. Like they played them pretty well, but Connor Hellebuck stole the show. And another thing I've noticed, it's very obvious, they're not getting the backup treatment. Anymore. That's right. Very early on in the year, they were getting the backup goalie every single game, it seemed like, but that is just not a thing anymore. And they're still playing well because of it, in spite of it, I guess you could say. So they beat Connor Hallibuck, and he was fantastic tonight. And Eric Comrie got the start tonight. We can talk about him really quick here. Uh, he had a very easy night for the most part, besides the final few minutes there where he gave up a couple goals, but kind of hung out to dry. I, I wouldn't really blame him, but good to know that I guess you can trust him again. Yes, and they gave him the start against his former team, so a revenge game of sorts. I was really rooting for him to uh, finish out and get the hat trick there at the end, but uh, uh, the uh, the usual thing almost happened, but they held on, so at least he got the win. Uh, got to get that underneath his belt uh, against his former team. Shutout would have been nice, but it is what it is. They still got the win. That's all that matters. I would like to see them hold on to the leads better in the third period. I think that's a pretty big concern as of right now. Uh, Shifting focus from the Winnipeg game really quick. uh, I just want to touch on Ryan Miller night. We didn't really get to talk about it much last week on the previous episode, but I did you did you go to the game? I did not. Yeah, I did. It was fantastic. Mm-hmm. I I went to the Hashik night back in 2015, the game against the Red Wings when they retired his number, and it was just so bland. Like, mm-hmm. what was cool? Hashik night. They brought out all the awards that he won. Oh, yeah. like they had like the Vesna Trophy on the in the Hart Trophy on the ice. But, like, he didn't have any family there. Like, there there wasn't, like, the big group of teammates. Like, Danny Gare was there. I don't even know if Danny Gare played with... I don't think so. Dominic Cash. I don't think he did. But, uh, yeah, it was just very underwhelming. But they really pulled out all the stops for Ryan Miller. And I was skeptical on retiring Miller's number because I'm of the, the belief that they just have so many retired jersey numbers and for a team to that doesn't have a stanley cup i just think it's ridiculous that they have that many but you know he deserves it like if ryan miller had the same exact career for the columbus blue jackets his numbers in the rafters so if you hold it to that standard it's he's deserving and he absolutely deserves it so it was nice to see all the former players there too all the like Derek Roy looks looks like he's 25 still. He looks the exact same. Sake. Yeah, he hasn't aged a day. And it was great yeah. seeing all the, the Chippewa memes again. <laughs> but no, he looks the exact same. Even Vanek never ages. Drew Stafford. He's put on a few pounds. Yeah, but, yeah. yeah his, well, his cheeks <laughs> were always a little chunky, though, Vanek, yeah. at least. Uh, Stafford looks the same, though. Tim I, Connolly looks like an old man now. He had a crutch, didn't he? Yeah. He had crutches on. He came out with like which his the jokes members. write themselves. <laughs> but uh, <laughs> yeah, but it's it's cool that he was there again and 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 resurfaced. 
I think what kind of plays into the fact that the atmosphere you said was better, or just the, the presentation overall is better, is that the team is is winning. Right. Where the yeah. Hashik one that was middle of the tank. Yeah, it was the McEichel year. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so yeah, it was nice. His speech was very nice as well. So hopefully he comes back around. It seems like obviously he Buffalo's gonna have a very special place in Ryan Miller's heart, but like just seeing him out there again, him talking about how much Buffalo means to him and like how important it was to show Buffalo to his son too. His his daughter is less than a year old. She's not gonna remember this, but and the story of Dylan Cousins giving his stick at, at the end of the game mm-hmm. to his son, just and how he's his new favorite player. I I love that. So hopefully uh Bodie Miller has a nice long NHL career for the Sabres someday. Yeah, but it yeah. won't be as a goalie according to him. So <laughs> and it was also awesome that they they formed the the uh the foundation in his name too the uh the the Ryan yeah, yeah. legacy funds just seeing his reaction to that was really cool mm-hmm. and have they brought out uh people as well from uh that you know patients as well onto the ice which is awesome to see uh so it, it they they did it they did it all so well. Very good speaker, Ryan Miller mm-hmm. is too. He, he did a right. very good job on the speech. And he kind of hinted that he would be open to like working in the organization someday down the line. So I, I just the way I see it, I see the Sabres eventually becoming like a boys club organization. Like I can just I can feel it. I think like Ryan Miller is going to be in the organization. When Kyle Posa retires, he's going to be in the organization. And boys club has like a negative connotation to it, you know, like like how the Oilers were for the longest time. So, you know, it's okay to bring in some of your former players into the organization, but when they're incompetent, that's not what you want. So, well, I had forgotten that he was, he worked with team USA in, in some capacity, didn't he? Right. Uh, Yes. Yes. For, uh, he was on the, or he was supposed to, but then the NHL players didn't go. So I don't know if he followed through with that or not. And I had forgotten too, that (laughs) he is working with the league now. He is the actual league office. So, Oh, okay. I, I totally forgot because uh, they they talked to, they talked to Gary Bettman actually in the intermission, uh, mm. and and he, he Bettman talked about it a little bit. Uh, he joked that he could be the commissioner, well, future commissioner one day. Could you imagine that, Commissioner Miller? <laughs> that would be awesome. <laughs> yeah, he just seems like a future GM someday. I could see it. Yeah, very like you said, very well spoken guy, well mannered. Um. Just, I think one of the great people to play for the Sabers. Not yeah, just, he's just an, he's just a really good guy. Yeah, yeah. And Love Ryan Miller. Yes, it was all great as uh, on the, the the Saturday game against the Ducks as well when he dropped the puck. Great mm-hmm. seeing him in the, the red and black again. Yes, I and, I, uh, I wish they would sell those jerseys in the store, but you know, mm-hmm. I I talked to someone at the Sabers store and he said they weren't going to get any more in the store until September. So, wow. I, I don't, I don't know how true that is, but I went to Dick sporting goods at the gallery mall and they had a bunch of Darlene and Skinner jerseys. So if you're still looking for one, cause I know a lot of you 
have uh, struck out just like I had to this point, got myself a jersey. So, and it was 250 after tax. So I think that's still cheaper than the Sabres store. So had to Dixon the gallery mall if you haven't gotten one yet. One last thought on Miller Knight, and if you have any other thoughts, you can touch on it after. Uh, Patrick Laleem was there, and I just wanted to reiterate that Patrick Laleem ruined my childhood. <laughs> yeah. I don't know. It was a long time ago. I was I was a kid. You were a kid. But I just remember how bad he was, and I blame him for them missing the playoffs in 08-09. Very mediocre. And yeah, he was just ugh. he was a backup, but uh, I mean, his best years came 14 years before, I think, or not 14 at that time, uh, seven years before with the Sanders. Yeah, he was. I just remember him being just atrocious. Yeah, yeah, he he <laughs> he, he he wasn't great. <laughs> That's the most I can say about he's him. a guy. He's he's definitely a guy. Uh <laughs> Uh, I do have one more thought, actually, because I was thinking this leading up to the ceremony. What what uniform do you associate Ryan Miller with? Because he wore the goat head. He wore the slug. He had his best years in the slug. Right. And also wore the navy blue. I associate him with the slug. I think I do, too. Uh, well, I wasn't like a fan when they were wearing red and black. Mm-hmm. So I mostly associate him with the slug and the Navy. I don't like to associate anyone with the Navy yeah, because like, it's just, they, they were never good when they were Navy. They, mm-hmm. they made the playoffs one year with them or t- I guess two years you could say, cause it was their alternate in yeah. 09, 10. So it and was they, just I, a miserable time, they a, might a miserable time it. and a miserable Jersey set. Yeah terrible uh they might have worn it throughout that 2010 run yes against the bruins but or run the three the three games um <laughs> but uh yeah i'd like to I'd, I'd like to see what other people think about that because I, I hadn't really seen that that question asked um well i associate hashik with red and black i think oh, it course. would make sense to redo the banners mm-hmm Right, mm-hmm. I don't know. I just think it's well. Hashik, of course, wore. Uh, he split time. Wore, in both yeah, of them. it was basically a fifty-fifty split. But but Miller, I, I feel like yeah, it, it, Miller never wore working. royal blue. Yeah. Like besides the oh six oh seven alternate in the winter the half classic ass alternate. Yeah. So like I don't know, just mm-hmm. feels a little weird. But I'm I don't mind it being like a uniform design across the board. Yeah. Who's the next Sabre to get his jersey retired? Um. Okay. I don't know who it would be to get their number retired, but I do have a, a Sabres Hall of Fame question for you. Oh, yeah, I want to talk about this too. Go ahead. Does Kyle Opozo go to the Sabres Hall of Fame? Hmm. I think yes. Yeah, I'm going to say yes, too. You know, captain of the team. Mm-hmm. He's been here for seven years already, which is kind of crazy, and I bet he's back again. A great person. Yeah, I, I would like to see them 
reignite the Sabres Hall of Fame. Because mm-hmm. I don't think anyone's been inducted before Miller since Hashik was back in 2015. Yeah, they said, there's, so, they said there's three members. I think Miller's a 43rd member, but yeah, they don't talk about it ever. I'm not mm-hmm. who exactly is in it other than the obvious guys. Yeah, um, they should they should uh bring that back. That'd be cool. I think like Vanek should be in it, Pominville, uh Roy even. Yeah. Like at Briar and Drury, like they can make like a day of it. Like What about Baron? Marty Baron? Yeah, sure. Yeah. He's here for a while. Yeah, he's on the broadcast team. I don't see why not. It'd be it'd be cool, like if they did it once a year. Mm-hmm. Like they got okay, Thomas Vanek night. I would love that. That'd be so cool. Yeah. I'd be there. Everyone loves when the alumni come back. It's great. Mm-hmm. Love mm-hmm. it. So I would be all for them reinvigorating the Sabres Hall of Fame. Okay. Yeah. Do you have anything else for Miller Knight? Or no, we'll move that's into all. the spicy stuff. Now, I'm sure what most of you are here for. The trade rumor news, and we have been talking about it for months at this point. It's time for them to make a big trade, and it's even more justified now because they're knocking on the door of a playoff spot, about to bust through the door. Timo Meyer of the San Jose Sharks, he's on a 40-goal pace. I would call him exactly what this team needs. He's 26 years old, going to be an RFA. With a $10 million qualifying offer, which I'm going to explain why that's a non-factor in a little bit. But we all want them to add that missing piece up front or on defense. I think a lot of people are clamoring more for a defense like the Jacob Chickering type, like a right shot defenseman. That's what people want. But I think Timo Meyer, like that, well-rounded, goal-scoring, power forward, not afraid to throw the body, can play a physical game. You put him on a line with Dylan Cousins and Jack Wynn or J.J. Paterka, one of those two guys, mm. you're you're a playoff team. Like It's not a question. Like you are. This is a playoff team if they add this player. And Pierre Lebrun and David Pagnota both reporting that the Sabres have made a call, and now it seems like Kevin Adams makes a call on just about every big-name player but doesn't have the balls to actually pull the trigger on anything. But this just makes sense. Mm-hmm. It does. It just really, really makes sense. And now people are going to say, oh, you're going to be in cap hell. You're going to be in cap hell. You can't do that. Oh, but our prospects. And people are still prospect-hugging at this point. Look at the roster. This isn't it's not like Jack Quinn is still in the OHL or Paterka is still in Germany and Vinny Hinnestroza is on their second line. No, these guys are here right now. Mm-hmm. Sorry for banging on my desk. They're here. For the most part, your best players are, are under 25 years old. Tage Thompson's 25, 26, whatever he is. Tuck, 26. You got the kid line. They're all under 22 or 21 even. Skinner, he's a little up there in age, but you know it is what it is. He's here for the long term. Peyton Krebs, he's here. Like these, these guys are all here. They can afford to 
like we say this every week at this point. If you're a hardcore listener of this podcast, you you know, you know, they can afford to trade a first round pick. They've had five first round picks in the last like 18 months. They can afford to do it. Mm-hmm. And the qualifying offer, I'm not scared of it because on the 32 Thoughts podcast, they've been saying that teams, if they if they can agree to a trade, they'll let the team talk with Meyer and his agent to try and work out a contract. So I don't think Meyer's getting $10 million. I think it's going to be somewhere in between eight and a half and nine, something, something around that. It's going to be less than 10. That's for sure. And they don't need to sign him into an eight year deal, taking him until he's like 33, 34. Like, I, I don't really particularly want to sign a 26 year old doing eight year deal. Well, you can do a five-year deal. I don't know if it's possible, but I don't see any reason why Meyer can't play well into his late into his mid-30s, though. So I'm all for it. Under the assumption that you can work out a contract upon the trade. Of course. Like that makes sense, right? Yes. Yes. It's perfectly uh reasonable. The old sign and trade, right? Yeah. That's a term for a reason that people uh that people use. Listen. I I'm not concerned about salary cap, okay? Because I I don't think the salary cap really exists if you're creative enough, especially in the NHL. Um, How many teams are in LTIR right now? Yeah, I'll tell you: Vegas, yeah. Montreal, uh, Edmonton. Oh, I can tell you how many they have in LTIR too. <laughs> Vegas has six players on LTIR. Montreal, nine players in LTIR. Uh, Edmonton. Four, Washington, five, Tampa, two, Toronto, six, Florida, three, Vancouver, five, Flyers, four, Carolina, three, Blues, six. Oh, wait, those are just injuries. Maybe not LTIR, but point stands. Uh, Vancouver, Philly, Carolina, St. Louis, Pittsburgh, Boston, Columbus, New Jersey, Colorado, and San Jose. All those teams are in long-term injury reserve. There are less teams that are not using LTIR right now. <laughs> I didn't know you that. You know what's crazy? <laughs> when we're talking about teams that can even afford Timo Meyer, there are only one, two, three, four, five. There are about like seven teams that have more than $2 million of cap space. Wow. Yeah, there's lots of teams with just six figures of cap space. Oh my God. Three quarters of the league has less than a million dollars of cap space. And most of them are in LTIR. So, (laughs) so, so, I mean, you would think then that just because the Sabres have uh, eight figures of uh, salary cap space, that's they might be one of the favorites here. I mean, at least the, one of the easier uh, to negotiate, your roster at least. Yeah. And it's not like they're the coyotes. The like the Sabres currently have $18.2 million. Them and the coyotes have the same amount of cap space right now. Mm-hmm. But if you're coyotes Meyer, doing where are you right? going? Yeah. yeah. Coyotes are yeah. they're They're rebuilding and all the teams that can afford Meyer. You're looking at the coyotes, ducks, Blackhawks, senators. As of right now, right now in the season, assuming like, no shenanigans or salary retention. Those are the teams that can afford him right now. And none of those teams are doing it because I think by this point they're firmly entrenched. They're tanking. 
in the Bedard race. Yes. Yes. The only teams that can take on Timo Meyer without shedding any salary are the Buffalo Sabres, Coyotes, Ducks, and Red Wings. That's it. That's it. No other team. And now you look at the Devils. They don't have any cap space. They would have to, the Devils are a team that a lot of people are connecting them to. They would have to get creative and shed $6 million or have the Sharks retain half his salary and also shed $3 million. So it's a creative deal to make right now. So, and if we're talking about an in-season trade, the Sabres make a lot of sense. If we're talking about an off-season trade, the Sabres still make a lot of sense. Mm-hmm. And it seems like you, you we were talking about this before we really started recording here, but it seemed like you were kind of on the fence. Like, if it happens, it happens. If it doesn't happen, it doesn't happen, right? Yeah, because I, 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 I'm, I'm scared. I know you point out the, the, the prospect, the prospect uh, hugging kind of, but I, I am scared if they give up a guy like, like Kulik, a guy who could be a, a gem. Uh, I'm I'm yeah. not as attached to uh, Isaac Rosine or, or Noah Osland or any of those guys really, so I don't think I'd 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 really be hurt if one of those guys went back in the deal. But at the same time, I I don't want to give up a Paterka or a Quinn in the deal. Uh, I'd like it to be something that strictly adds to the current group. Um, right. And which I think I, that would be the, the case. Yeah. So I I'm certainly in favor of it if if that is how it goes. Um, but I, I, I've grown so attached, um, to this current group that we have here that I don't want to, uh, to miss out on them developing into something great. Um, I think that's part of it too. So I'm always just scared that picks or something are going to be bust, um, or trades rather. I mean, trades or free agent signings are going to be bust. So I'm always just skeptical of that. And, uh, I, I, you know, it's always scary to shake up this group when you hear about, um, how close they are. Uh, but at the same time, I do think Meyer would fit in well because he, he has kind of that that missing piece uh, aura around him. Another uh, perennial twenty goal at least score uh, recently, thirty goals. But um, it will be a great add for sure. But I also always focus on the negative and the sad part of it, which is losing guys that are already here. So um, I, I I just factor that in. I could be totally wrong. Um, and it, it, it I, I, I just think overall, this team's going to be fine, uh, no matter what move they make, if they make the move, that's awesome. If they don't, it's not the end of the world. They're still going to uh, be very good, uh, for the years to come. Yeah. I think as, as the team stands right now, I still think they could make the playoffs, but the way they're playing, you owe it to the team and the fans to try and do something at a player. And it doesn't even have to be a blockbuster trade like getting a Timo Meyer. It could be, you know, trading a fifth round pick for a depth defenseman. Just something. I'm bringing a Frank Vitrano. And uh, yeah, anything. Like it doesn't have to be like, and I know people are going to balk at, oh, rental. You can't trade for a rental. Blah, blah, blah. You can't do that. They have so many draft picks, so many prospects. Like, like you can't sign. All of these guys, oh, you can afford to trade a late round pick for a rental. There's nothing wrong with that. And plus, if you can get a Timo Meyer, I mean, guys like him don't become available all the time. So he's they not necessarily, not. he's not guaranteed to be a rental. That's a guy that you acquire with the intent of re-signing him. He's 26. Yes. He's going to be an RFA. You can't just let him walk. So if you right. get him, 
there is intent to sign him and there's intent to keep him here and he's part of your future. So that should be out the window. Out Timo the window. Meyer is on pace to score 47 goals. Yeah. They could, if they pull the trigger on this trade, they could have two 50 goal scorers on their team. Yeah. They, should, they should absolutely <laughs> All I can do, do smile. this. There's no reason not to. And the big reason that a lot of people are going to say is, oh, the salary cap, you can, it's not going to work. Well, we're going to prove to you that it can work right now, Luke. You and me, we're going to prove it <laughs> right now. Well, I already have cap friendly open. I am going to pull up two armchair GMs right oh, now. Okay. We're going to do this? a 2023-2024 and a 2024-2025 just to prove that the salary cap can work. This is going to be fun. Should I create a team? I I, I got it. I got it. We'll walk through it together. Yes. Yeah. Okay. First thing we're going to do, 2023, 2024, what's the salary cap going to be? What are we going to say? It's going to go up like a million? It's going to go up a million. So about uh, 83 million. 83.5? Yes. 83.5. I mean, that's at least been the number that they've thrown about, right? Okay. Yeah, we'll do that. Okay, bear with me here while I set this up. And I believe for 2024-2025, that's when the big increase comes in, right? We're talking like 87? Yeah, we can. Yeah, yes, even if it's hypothetical, let's let's boost it up to that. Hypothetically, 87 for 2024-2025. Okay, wonderful. So, Luke, you will play the role of general manager and i'll just kind of yes roll with it here so as of right now for next season this is who they have under contract on the roster right now should we look at the roster first or make the timo meyer trade Ooh, let's let's make the meyer trade let's get him in here all right let's bring him in here so I'm going to uh, select the San Jose Timo? Sharks. Okay. That's the Seattle Kraken. San Jose Sharks. So Timo Meyer, and we're assuming this is going to be before this year's trade deadline. You know, if you're the Sabres, you really want to go all in here and try and make the playoffs this year. You would assume at least. So Timo Meyer, is there anyone, do you think it would just be Timo Meyer coming back or do you think that, the Sharks would also hmm. want to offload anyone else here. Well, let's take a look. You know, yeah. a guy that I I had I was eyeing up here was uh. Let me try and find him really quick. Uh oh, yes, wait a minute, Matt Benning. Okay, Matt Benning. He's he has three years left on his contract at one point two five million dollars. He has twenty points. He's averaging about half a point a game. So that'd be pretty cool. And he's a right shot D to 28 years old. So very affordable cap hit, Matthew Benning. And I, I feel like I saw somewhere that the Sabres were interested in him before. So that would be an interesting acquisition. But the points for that amazing contract, I don't know if the Sharks would want to give him up. And I think for for the sake of this this mock outlook that we're doing here. I don't, I think we'll just do Timo Meyer. Very well. Okay. So what do you think is going to have to be the, the structure of this trade? 
who... for, for Meyer. Well, if you look at the forward core they have right now, a forward has to go back in the trade. Has to, right? Yes. Yes, yes, like yes. This can't, this can't strictly just be a pick. Are we looking at prospects, prospects here? Or... Roster guy. Okay, we'll start with the roster player. So we'll look at the roster that they have under contract right now. So Skinner, he's not going. No move clause. Even if he, even if they want to trade him, he's not going. Tage Thompson, he's not going. Alex Tuck, he's not going. Jack Winch, JJ Paterka, they're definitely not going. And then the three building blocks on D, Samuelson, Dalene, Power, they're not going either. So then it takes us to Casey Middlestad. I think he'd be the guy. Middlestad, I do too. Basically on pace for fifty points, he. Can, he can be a top six center for the Sharks. He can even replace Timo Meyer if they want to put him on the wing. And he's at an affordable cap hit. He's going to be an RFA. And he's young enough where he they can kind of build around him, I guess. Mm-hmm. So I think Middlestat would be the guy. And he has the name value. Player. Yeah. And mm-hmm. worth noting, the Sharks are also at 50 contracts. So Middlestat... He would be player in, player out. He would be the contract to replace Timo Meyer. And obviously, there's going to be more involved here. So now we look at the prospects here. So, as we mentioned when we were looking at the forwards here, Jack Wynn, JJ Paterka, Dylan Cousins, probably not Peyton Krebs. They're not going. So, they're going to look at one of the recent first round picks. Isaac Rosine, Noah Osland, Yuri Kulich, Matthew Savoy. I think one of those guys has to be included here. And I've got one guy, maybe two, that I definitely don't want to be involved here. But what do you think? I'm thinking Savoy might have to be in there. Yeah, that's what I'm thinking too. But I noticed a trend, a little trend from the San Jose Sharks in the last couple of drafts. Okay. They like they like their Swedes. Yeah. First round pick William Eklund a couple of years ago, my good friend. Love William Eklund. Yes. And then their first round pick last year, Philip Bistetz. Mm-hmm. And also their second round pick as well. His name is escaping me, but uh Matthias Havlid, yes. So they, they got a few solid Swedish prospects. And I don't think it's crazy for a team to value Noah Oslin more than Matthew Savoy, but I don't think that the Sabres are going to necessarily want to give up Matthew Savoy. So now I'm thinking maybe Noah Oslin would be the guy that they would really value here. So I'm going to ask you this question. Would you rather trade Matthew Savoy here or give up Oslin and Isaac Rosine in this trade? Are you you know what? I think I would rather go Ostland and Rosine. Okay. Keep your so, your your um God, would would Savoy be the technically the highest picked uh prospect in this? Yes, system? he would be. He would be. Yeah, I'd I'd right rather now. um I'd rather keep that. Okay. So we're you know, you can call it an overpay, but we're gonna put Ostland, Osland and Rosine in the trade. All right, so let's do that. They got a couple. Is of there speeds. a world where they only give up one of them? You know, okay. Let's we can go through a couple different avenues here. 
if you're the Sharks, who who's the guy that really would be more attractive here? Would it be Oslin or Rosine? I feel like it'd be Oslin. Yeah, I feel like Oslin. Okay, so let's try and do a world where it's just one of them. Okay, so Middlestat and Oslin, it's going to be a first-round pick in there, too. 2023, let's do it. We'll put top five protection on it. Top five protected. We'll put that in. Okay. And you know what? We'll put in a 2024 second, too. Is that is that a good trade? That's fair. Yeah, yeah. I I was thinking you have to throw in yeah. a second rounder. I don't think you'd throw in this year's second rounder, though. Okay. 2023 top five protected versus 2024 second. Noah Oslin, Casey Middlestat for Timo Meyer. Yeah. Okay. And the comparable is uh, the Alex DeBrickett trade. That's what people are saying is the framework of the deal. And that was a top 10 pick, a second round pick, and a third round pick. And a high second round pick at that. So Middlestat, I would equate his value to a second round pick. So if you break it down, you're getting a mid first round pick, another mid first round pick, and two second round picks. And assuming Timo Meyer comes with a contract. So we're going to submit the trade. Bada bing, bada boom. Casey Middlestat's off the roster. Okay. Now Timo Meyer's contract. Now we do the extension. Yes. Now we'll do the contract. Okay. Timo Meyer. What do you want to do? Eight years? Hmm. Do you think it would be eight? I was, uh, well, you know what? That's probably what he'd want. So yeah, if you're okay, we'll do eight. We'll, we'll do right by the player. We'll, we'll go as well. eight, eight times nine. We'll just, we'll go. He's going to, cause he's going to here. want the maximum amount he can get. Yeah. The maximum okay. We'll go, years. we'll go eight times nine. Okay. So now we'll, what we'll do here. We'll look at our UFAs. So. Okay, Buffalo. Okay, Craig Anderson, we bringing him back? No. No, okay. Gergensen's. I think he rides off in the sunset. Gergensen's, oh. I think he's back. What do you he think? He does. He seems like a lifer. Uh, yeah. I think he takes a team-friendly deal. Okay, one year, two year? One year. One year, okay. Yes. He's he's making 2.2 right now. Do you think Going he's with my heart. More or less. Now, where do I find these guys on here? Uh, you got a, there's a sign UFA button. Ah, okay. Okay. Yes. Okay. Yeah. Gergensen is making 2.2 million right now. What do you think? More or less than that? Less. Okay. I mean, uh, do you think he goes for, uh, I don't know, 1.8? 1.8. Yeah, that's That's, what I was thinking too. I I didn't want to go down 1.5. Yeah, he's not going to take that big of a pay cut. I won't take that. Captain Kyle, I think he's back. Yes. Okay. One million? That seems fair. Yeah, that's fair. I was going to say between one and two million. Yeah, he he made his bank. He doesn't need the money. Okay, uh, Malcolm Subban. Uh, Irrelevant to this case. Yeah, irrelevant. We're we're just going to go for, like, the roster players right now. We're not going to do the... Let's Prospects build a team. Anyone like that? Okay, RFAs. Rasmus Asplund. Uh, I bet he's traded, but just for the sake of it, we'll give him like what would he get in an Arab case? Million bucks? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Okay, 
Rasmus yes, that's... one year, one million. Bjork, is he coming back? No. Okay. Joseph Sacconi. Kale Clegg, he's back, right? I think he will be back, yeah. He's okay. he's showing some good stuff. Uh, we'll give him like eight fifty. Eight fifty K for Kale Clegg. A nice hundred K raise. Dylan Cousins. Eight year deal? Eight years. You gotta give him seven and a half. Seven and a half, eight million, yeah. Somewhere in that right. neighborhood. Let's go seven and a half. Uh Tyson Jost. I'd love to have him back. I hope yeah. they bring him back. How many years? Um, two? Give him, yeah, two. Yeah, two, two years. Two. We'll two go years. With that. We'll go two. Two million. Two years. Two million. Sure. Okay. Uh, Brett Murray. Qualify offer. Yeah, qualify him. Eight hundred. Okay. Keep him around. And, and I'll just give Lucas Rusek and Linus Weisbach the same contract because they might be our depth forwards here okay so with those signings sabers have eight million dollars of cap space uh okay so let's make the the lines now so first line we're keeping that the same skinner thompson tuck indeed indeed okay second line timo meyer dylan cousins jack quinn i like it yeah okay uh, third line: JJ Paterka, Peyton Krebs, Victor Olofsson. Oh, I like that a lot. I like that a lot. Uh, fourth line: Gergensen's Joe Stoposo. Absolutely, hell yeah, that sounds very good. Okay, and then your thirteenth forward is Rasmus Asplund, and I guess your fourteenth forward can be Brett Murray because we're not making any other trades or free agent signings because we don't want to be here all night. Even though we like doing this for you folks. Okay. Defense. First pair. Owen Power. No. Matias Samuelson and Rasmus Dahlin. Sorry. Owen Power. Henry Yokiharyu. I mean, Yokiharyu's been playing pretty well. I assume he's back. And, uh, you know, Bryson Labushkin. And then Cal Clegg is your seventh D. Okay, so after all that, the Sabres have $10.3 million of cap space. How about that? Lots of lots of room. You can go out there and throw a goalie $5 million for a year. Yeah, you could bury Eric Comrie in the minors to mentor Devin Levi. That's right. You can, you can sign Semyon Varlamov to a one-year $5 million deal. And I would be over the moon with that. Yeah, we're not. this is just to show you all that it will work. If right. they wanted to, they could trade Victor Olofsson to go get a top four defenseman. Mm-hmm. And then you you put Ilya Lubushkin in the press box, and then you got a new pa- partner for Owen Power. And then maybe you bring up Yuri Kulich to be on the third line. Maybe Savoy makes the team out of camp. Who knows? Like, there's infinite possibilities here. Okay, so now we're going to quickly go to the 24-25 season. This is where it gets interesting. This is where it gets interesting. So I'm going to quickly make the moves that we had already made here just to, for the sake of making sure that the contracts are the same. And now keep in mind, what did we decide to the salary cap was for your 87 million. So right. a pretty sizable increase on the salary cap. So I just put 
Timo Meyer on the Sabres here. Okay, give him his contract. What did we say? Eight years, nine million? Yes. Okay, Eight so years, for, for this, it would be seven years, nine million, because it's a year further into the future. We'll just do the, that. Bada bing. But if you guys like the armchair GMing stuff too, let us know. We can we can do this. This is fun. Now keep in mind this is the year where Darlene and Power are up for contracts. So this is this is what people are waiting for here. See if it'll actually work. Okay. Um oh yeah, so RFAs. Buffalo. My computer is going a little slow here. Okay, what did we say? Okay, Dylan Cousins, we said seven and a half million, so we'll give him that. Uh, Tyson Jost, we said two million. Give him that. All right, wonderful. Okay, Luke, Rasmus Asplund, he just did a one-year deal at a million bucks do you think they're signing him again no i think he he's walks. just gone okay. by that time somebody he's an system. rfa at this point so i'm just assuming he'll be traded mm-hmm. but yeah jacob bryson you think he's he's an rfa traded he's kept around okay uh we'll just you're the gm here Cheap defensive um depth is what okay. he'll be by that point uh We'll just give him 1.9, just a shade higher than what he was at before. Okay, Bryson, congratulations. Uh, Kale Clegg, I'm assuming he's gone by then. Rasmus Dahlin, what you, what's the contract? Uh, 10 million. 10? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Eight, I feel like eight. eight times 11, just to, oh, really? you just to go be higher? safe. Yeah, but, yeah, okay, say he wins the Norris Trophy. Maybe yeah. Yeah, let's do it. Let's just for the sake of the argument, let's just see. Yeah, eleven million. Mm-hmm. Okay, fine with that. Uh, Yoki Haru. Ooh, what does he? What does he stick around with? Um, what's the term here? Three. Uh, okay. Three and a half. Three and a half. How many years? Three. Yeah, three. Uh, yeah, I keep him around for years. It's a tradable contract. Okay. Uh, Joseph, we've already got on there. Peyton Krebs. Mm. Bridge deal, bridge deal. Yes, though. Two years. Yes, two years. Two million. Yeah, yeah, two million. Okay. Between two and we'll three. Call Pekka yeah. mm. Oh, jeez, that's a tricky one. Hmm. Do you give him uh, a year? I feel like. Well, he would assuming. Assuming he's the starting goalie the season prior, and mm-hmm. the Sabres are a playoff team. He's probably making a decent amount. I'm going to guess like three years, 2.5. Yeah, we'll do that. Okay. I'll go with it. Uh, Brett Murray again. Um, just a league minimum deal. He's their 13th forward. Owen Power, what do you think? Ooh. I think you want to get the uh, you want to take the the Samuelson approach where you 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 lock him yeah. up for eight um, times eight. Yeah, seems about right. Okay, 
Okay, and then Rusek and Weisbach will just just like the previous year. Bada bing, bada boom. Okay. <laughs> There's still so much cap space. I never want to see all anyone. I never want to see anyone cry about salary cap. Oh, we forgot the reserve list. Ryan Johnson. Ryan Johnson would be on the previous year's team. I think that. Okay, what did we have before? The I think seventh. Eight million. Yeah. So Bryson, I think Bryson would be the seventh defenseman. Clegg would go to Rochester, and uh, Johnson would be the. Um, this he would be on the third pair with uh, Labushkin. So let me just do that really quick. Ryan Johnson, where are you, friend? So the thing with Johnson is our good friend Walt of the Charging Buffalo pointed this out yesterday. Mm-hmm. That the moment that Johnson signs his entry level deal, burnt you're burnt, and he can only sign a two year deal because of his age so johnson this for the 2024 2025 season it would be his last year under contract so that's something to keep in mind but not the end of the world okay and we're also going to put devin levi you think devin levi is the backup in 2024 2025 Ooh, i'm tempted to sue backup uh Let's just give him the Let's benefit of the doubt, on right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Put him on there. Okay. You're, the cap space is still very juicy. <laughs> still very juicy. Okay. First line: Skinner, Thompson, Tuck, Timo Meyer, Dylan Cousins, Jack Quinn. We're rolling with that. Yeah, carried over from the year before. Okay, Paterka, Krebs, uh, Savoy. Yes. Okay. Savoy makes the team. Uh okay. Now Gergensen's and Oposo. Are they coming back? Oposo will be gone. I think Gergensen's might be two. Yeah, we, we gave him a one year deal before. So maybe it's just time to move on. Yeah. Maybe Brett Murray earns a full time roster spot. I don't know. I'm just looking at the UFAs here. I don't see anyone that really deserves to get a contract who's a UFA at this point. Okay, so now we're in a dilemma here. Yuri Kulich and Isaac Rosine, where do they fit on this roster? This is the thing what I'm talking about here when it comes to being afraid to trade prospects. Your top line is set. Your second line is set. Your third line has Paterka, Krebs, and Savoy. Where do you put these other two prospects? <laughs> well, is this without Oposo and Gergensons? Yeah, Oposo and Gergensons are gone. The only guys who are on the roster still, like Brett Murray, Tyson Jost, and Rusek. So in theory, you could just roll out four scoring lines and just say we're done with the checking fourth line. Yeah. Do they just do that? Because at this rate, unless they trade these guys, that's kind of what it seems like it's going to be. 
I feel like there'll there'll be a checking line at least, but I mean there there there's going to be room still clearly to uh to make some moves. Right. So right. maybe one of these guys we put on the roster gets moved out uh or something. It's it sounds like the dilemma we were facing uh before this season began with who comes out of the lineup for um for Quinn and Paterka. Yeah. Right. And the team oh, we man. built is clearly a lot more stacked, but um I see some similarities here. Yeah, for sure. But bottom line is there's enough money for this to, to happen. Okay. We've we've reached a, a roadblock here. So I'll reiterate the forward lines again. Skinner, Thompson, Tuck, Meyer, Cousins, Quinn, Paterka, Krebs, Savoy, Coolidge, Jost, Rosine. Your goaltenders are Lukanen and Levi. On defense, you have Samuelson, Dalene, Power, Yokihari, Ryan Johnson, and nobody else. Because they haven't really drafted defensemen lately, and mm. I can't see many of them breaking free. So you have with a, okay with a eighty-seven million dollars salary cap, you have just a shade over six million dollars in cap space. Now, if we were looking at the NHL today, uh, like we said before, there's only a handful of teams that have six million dollars in cap space. So for anyone to say, "Oh, that's not enough," that's cutting it too close. No. No, no, no. <laughs> so they would have to figure out to get a defenseman, which is perfectly reasonable for them to do. You have one of Rosine or Kulik that you could use to make that happen. You have Savoy, you have Krebs. They have one, two, three, four, five, six, seven draft picks in 2023. Still, you have six draft picks in 2024 and all of your draft picks in 2025. So nothing would preclude them from adding a right-handed defenseman or you can put you know you can put Ryan Johnson on the right side and we decided to bring Jacob Bryson back there you go you just need a seventh defenseman so player x can be the seventh d in this case so that gives them about 5.8 million dollars of cap space now cap friendly doesn't let us go a year further into the future but it could get a little dicey because J.J. Paterka and Jack Quinn are up for contracts. But the thing is, Jeff Skinner will only have two years left on his contract, and that immediately becomes very, very, very easy to move. Mm -hmm. And if Skinner keeps it up, maybe they can get it a, like a legitimate piece for him, and it's not like, a, okay, take this first-round pick and... Have a nice day in Pittsburgh, Jeff. Uh, you know, so yeah. As you can see, they can fit it. They can very easily fit it. And the the piece that I thought was really fun was they couldn't even fit all the prospects on the roster as it is. Yeah. So the prospect so hugging have, has to stop. We have dispelled the notion. Yes, that it would be wasteful to bring in Timo Meyer. They should bring in Timo Meyer. I hope I hope that, that was enjoyable to listen to the thought process of going through. Yeah, well, there we we saved the listeners' time. They don't have to do it now. Yeah, absolutely. Right? Okay, uh, got a couple of questions here. We want to go through. Do you have anything else you wanted to touch on before we get into this? I do not. Okay. All right. One question 
question from at LL Doe or II Doe. Can't really tell. What are your thoughts on possibly trading for Matt Dumba and what would the price be? Well, I think he gets moved um, no matter what at the deadline. Uh, I don't I don't know. I'm not too crazy about the idea. Um, if it happens at a deadline, though, I mean, he's probably going to go for a first, a first pick, or, pick. Yeah, or another high pick. Um, yeah, there's there's lots of it. I imagine there's going to be lots of interest in him. I'm, I'm not totally interested in Dumba. Um, I mean, if they get him for cheap, cool, but I'm not interested in trading any of their draft capital on him. I'd rather use that for a Chikrin or a Meyer. Mm -hmm. Well, yeah, he's a good defenseman, but he's not a guy that I would want to give a long-term deal to in free agency. I would let someone else do that. Mm -hmm. Thank you for the question. And we got one question from Mike, a good one. Here we go. Oh, lots of new followers on the podcast account. Oh, good. I can tell. Yeah, I've been trying to gain traction on there. Okay, good friend of the podcast, Mike. If you could travel back in time and undo or redo one thing by the Sabres over the last decade, what would you do? This is operating under the assumption of knowledge you gained. So you could draft a different player or make a different trade. What would it be? Mm. The three I keep wrestling with is drafting Cairo instead of Nylander, Robertson instead of Davidson, trading Eichel after 2020 when the writing was on the wall when he wasn't injured yet. Very good ones. I'll let you go first. I think it would come down to drafting one of the stud goalies that they have passed up on. Drafting Sorokin instead of Jonas Johansson? Yes, a, a Sorokin or um, I think uh, I think Vasilevsky is one of those. Uh, Draft Vasilevsky instead well. of Gergensen's? Yes. Yeah, I could see that. Again, I think not for sure me that right now like on the radar, but definitely not. But uh, I think mine would be drafting Jason Robertson instead of Marcus Davidson. Cause I just imagine oh, wow. where they would be right now if they had him. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, there's so many possibilities. I mean, just under, uh, even just under the, uh, the Tim Murray regime. Uh, not drafting three busts in the second round of 2014. Yeah. Uh, Leon Dreisaitl over Sam Reinhardt is a yeah, another, that's, another fun one. That's another one. Actually able to obtain another 2014 first-round pick and drafting David Pasternak. That would be nice, mm-hmm. too. Like Imagine mm-hmm. if they did that, got Pasternak, and drafted Dreisaitl. Oh, my God. And they win the lottery and get McDavid. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> oh, could you? Oh, oh my yeah. goodness. Oh, and another, another thing on the mic stuff before we sign off here his age people are gonna say oh he's too old he's not gonna fit in the core how old is alex tuck luke tell me how old alex tuck 25 right 25 26 they're the same age yeah and tuck might be tuck is older see tuck's a young man i'm 23 i'm not old he's only two years older than me yeah <laughs> we'd fit in just well they all like the same stuff they all play call of Duty. yeah it's fine it's fine. People need to Three stop years older than me. I'm sorry. Acting like 26 year olds are too old. It's ridiculous. <laughs> Anyways. And also 
we've, we never touched on it, but people are going to say, oh, they're not going to make the same mistakes Tim Murray made. They can't do it. You can't. You can't. Look what Tim Murray did. People. Mm-hmm. Go look at Future Watch 2014. <laughs> go look at go pull out your magazine. I know you all keep them. I do. Go pull out Future yeah, Watch hey, 2014 I, yeah. and Luke pull pull out Future got, Watch 2014. I just got my new hockey buzz. Uh, not hockey buzz. Ho- oh, please God, not hockey buzz. I got my new hockey news in the mail today. Uh, I don't have Future Watch buzz from that year though, but I do have uh, the, the, this this most recent one. I think I have the year before as well. Yeah, go look at the prospect rankings for the Sabres for that year and tell me it's a remotely similar situation. I'm going to reach no, over here, actually. Not. Come on, people. I think it's somewhere over here. Uh, the list, Folks, you can't see me, but I'm on my stomach looking at my bookshelf. If Tim uh, Murray didn't make those trades, the Sabres would be in a much worse position than they are now. Want to know why? Because they wouldn't have Tage Thompson. We'd be talking about Connor Bedard right now if they didn't make that trade. Come on. What the hell is Future Watch? Did I subscribe after Future Watch came out? I might have. There's nothing wrong with adding good players. Huh. Yeah, you know what? I think... Hmm. Or maybe it's down here. I have a little pile as well. Oh, I have these things everywhere. I just haven't put them on my bookshelf yet. He's an avid hockey news magazine. I am. I love magazines. I love hard print. I love... um, I like physical copies and having stuff accumulate so I look smart. On my bookshelves. Oh, very quickly, guy of the week. We want to wrap up by eleven forty-five. We got one minute. Very quickly. Just found out today this guy exists. Uh, He had three points tonight for the Montreal Canadiens. His name is Raphael Harvey. uh, Crap. Pennard. Yes. Yes. Okay. Raphael Harvey (laughs) Pennard. I only recognize him from NHL twenty-three. Seventh round pick. In 2019, 201st overall, and I just found out this man is a person. Um, apparently, he had three points tonight. Um, he has 25 points in 37 games with uh, Laval, with the Rock, with the Rocket this season. Um, but I guess a guy that just got called up to Montreal. I think today was his fifth game in the NHL. He played four games last year too and had a goal. Good for um, him. Never heard of him before, but I guess he's tearing it up in the HL. So we got an opportunity. Um. So yeah, the the first current player, as well, um, <laughs> first current guy of the week that's still in the league. Good for Raphael Harvey, whatever. Raphael Harvey Pinard sounds like a serial killer name. <laughs> it's always it's always three names. All right. We hope you enjoyed. If you like the walking through the future cap friendly episodes uh we're definitely interested in doing it again so if you enjoyed let us know we'll be back next week hopefully they're in a playoff spot by then uh yeah it's a good chance we thought we go were get, out of it go get timo week. meyer kevin yeah maybe we have to call an emergency podcast yeah uh, when we will <laughs> yeah all right folks hope you enjoyed we'll see you